I've learned. Okay, so here we're holding in Parshas Miketz. Perek Mem Gimel. And I want to continue about something we said last week. Um, last week we noted the following, and I'll review it in brief. In Pasuk <clears throat> Tezayin, Yasef orders a feast to be prepared. And he says, Tvoyach Tevach Vahochein. Perek Mem Gimel Pasuk Yudzayin. Tezayin, I'm sorry. Tvoyach Tevach Vahochein. Prepare them a, um, a slaughter animals and prepare them a feast. Um, they're afraid that they're being brought into the house of Yosef and they speak to the person, they speak to the person at the door of the house and they explain that they, they're good guys, they brought back the money and only after he reassures them that um, he has to He's not there to uh, he's not there to frame them for the money, to blame them for it. Only then do they enter the house. Okay. What we spoke about last week is that in Mishlei, Perik Zion and Perik Tess, both of them, but specifically Perik Tess for these purposes for now, talk about the following. In Perik Tess, it talks about a contrast between wisdom, and wisdom is a woman personified who makes a meal. And there it says also and invites in the youth to come um, become wise. That's one woman in Paraktas and Mishnah. And the other woman is the woman, the seductress, who invites in the youth. And um, um, she sits at the door of the house, Pesach Besa, tempting him to come in. Um, and so similarly over here, we said, okay, that, as we spoke in Parshat that is alluding to Yosef's trial and Yosef's uh, coming of age. Yosef starts off as a, as a nar, it's the beginning of Parshat and he's not worthy of being king yet. He's, he's young, and he's full of himself, and he has to become wise, and he has to go through certain tribulations that test him and make him grow until, until the point that he's able to be a wise king, wise ruler. And part of that is that he's tempted by the Asians Petifa. So Yosef has to become the, the wise son instead of being the son. That's what a lot of Mishnah is about. The son has to become wise instead of the son following the Isha, the dangerous Isha. And that's what happened in the Yosef story. Um, there in Paraktas, it says she sits up Pesach Besa, the, the Isha, the Isha's Xilos, the foolish woman. Pesach Besa means, okay, there's this liminal space where it's dangerous. You don't want to cross that threshold if you don't know what's on the other side. Similarly, in our story, Yosef, who may or may not be posing a threat to the brothers, they are afraid to enter the Pesach Habayas. And then we, and we mentioned last week, well, what's really the question about Yosef? Um, is he out to get the brothers or not? So, well, that depends. Did Yosef grow up or not? In other words, has he become wise and he's going to act with great wisdom? Or is he going to be vindictive and Taka, we know, meaning we know he's Yosef, right? So is he really going to try to harm them? So, well, did Yosef grow into the mature adult, wise adult that he's supposed to? Well, it all depends on what happened in the past few parashas, meaning did he, did he withstand temptation with HPTF or not? So he did. But if he didn't, had he not, I should say, then his house would be dangerous for the brothers to enter. So the danger, the potential danger in this house that the brothers are avoiding 
maps onto the same danger that the Eishas Xilos has as opposed to Eishas Chama, and therefore we have the same terms, Pesach and Tav Chotif. Okay? Now, that's what we said last week. Now I want to talk about Herak Zion in Mishlei, which has a very similar, very similar than um, structure to Herak Test. Herak Zion in Mishlei talks about his advice to the sun. Mishlei is written like, um, you know, educa- education to a young man. So Perikzayim begins, it's addressing the son, and again, telling him to follow wisdom, because wisdom will protect you from the Isha Zara, Pasuke. So there's wisdom, so, the, so basically the young man has two paths, right? Either he can become wise, or he could follow his temptations. And wisdom is going to protect him. And then there's this description of the Isha Zara, who lies in wait for the Nar, you see Pasuk Zayin. She looks for the Nar, who doesn't have a mind, who's not fully developed yet, and she tempts him. And she tempts him. And this psukum over there about the temptation, actually Mitzrayim is referenced here in Pasuk Tazayin, which explicitly, so there's explicit references to the Yosef story. But another one is that, take a look at Pasuk Yutes and Chof. Part of her temptation is she says the following, the husband's not home. He went far away. He took the money with him. He took the bundle of money with him, which is to say, he's not, he didn't just step out for a minute for a smoke. He, he's, on a, he's on a business trip. He's only coming home. means the new moon. We'll talk about that soon. Kesa means covered. So he's only, he's only coming home. I know the date that he's coming home. He's going to be gone until Mishkadosh. Okay, and she, the Pasuk says, um, leads him astray, and he follows her, Pasuk Habez, he follows her like a shur to slaughter. I'll tell you. Okay, now, what I noticed was that, see, we established a parallel, Perictas, which talks about the woman, wisdom, as opposed to the foolish woman tempting the youth or instructing the youth, has a parallel to our story because Leo uses the terms Tavcha, Tivcha, and Pesach And in our story, Yosef invites him to his house, which is maybe dangerous for them, maybe not, um, depending on Yosef, where Yosef himself is holding. And here in Sim- Parikzai, we have similar, we also have parallels. Why? Because look what it says. It says, Tzor HaKesef Lakach B'yadai. Ah. Where's the other place we have Tzor HaKesef? It says in, in the end of the... Uh, it says in Bashas Bikates that they came home and they found Tzorus Kaspehem. Tzorus Kaspehem, the bundles of Kesef. And Yaakov told them, take it in your hands. And the Pasuk says, they took the Kesef to return. Those Tzorus Kesef that they found in their sacks, they brought back to Yosef. Okay. Plus, the Pasuk then also references a shah that's going to Tevach. And Yosef told them, Plus, and more significantly, two more, two more points, the Pasuk says, He's coming home on the day of the moon is being covered. The other place we have, that Pasuk I referenced before, and that's in that Mizmar about Yosef going the ultimate time. That's Mizmar Pe'alaf, which we keep on going back to. Um, um, and that whole mizmah has always been about Yosef, and that one mysterious pasuk is that pasuk: blow the the shofar on Rosh Chodesh on the day that the moon is covered. What what is that doing in that mizmah? But here we have 
the, the temptation of the young man says, oh, my husband's coming back on the Yom HaKesem. Okay? And in the, and in the Mizmar about Yosef, Yosef going out to Mitzrayim, it says, blow the shofar on Yom HaKesem. That's the only two places in Tanakh. Maybe it's one other place. Where Rishchidosh is called Keseh. Keseh as in the day that the moon is cut. Okay? So, how do we put this all together? How do we put this all together? So, the Peshat is like this. And the, um, this year is, is very complicated. So, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, we've been going through these Mizmarim. Pe'alef, Lamed, Gimel, and Kuf, Memzaim. The three Mizmarim that we've been completely referencing constantly regarding the Yosef story. And in the three Mizmarim, there's a talk about the word of Hashem. So let's see, in Mizmar Lamed Gimel, Ranuk Sadiqim Hashem, it talks about Bidvar Hashem Shemaim Nasu. In Mizmar Pe'alef, it talks about Chayk and Mishpat. Chayk Lisol and Mishpat Ladeke Yaakov. And in Kufam Zayim, we have Magid Dvar of Liyakov, Kukum Mishpat Lisol, Dvar, the Chayk and the Mishpat. So all these Mizmarim, among many of the common themes, one of the themes that are common to all three is that they all talk about Yisrael as being the ones that hear the word of Hashem, which is his law, Mishpat. Okay. Now, this has to do with Yosef. Why? Because the beginning of Ayeshev is that Yosef has a sense of a dover. And the brothers hated him because a dovar means the word. What's the word? The word is the word of Hashem. Yosef has a chaloim. That means he doesn't quite have the word of Hashem, but he has some sort of sense. So it's like, what's a chaloim? A chaloim is that there's some dovar. Dovar means a clear word, which is the word of Hashem. There's some dovar in the future that's trickling down now to the present, and you have an inkling of it, even though you don't actually have the dovar. So the other shomar is a dovar. That says in Pashayesh. It means that Yaakov does have faith that Yosef's chaloim is supposed to turn into a dover. We're eventually going to reach the Dvar Hashem. Yosef is on to something. There's some Dvar Hashem that's waiting for us in the future that he's perceiving even before it's um, completely clear. And eventually it's going to come. Okay. So now, that's why these Mizmarim that are about Yosef, about the story of Yosef, one of the prominent themes is eventually we get Dvar Hashem Shemayim Nasu, eventually we get the Magid Dvar Liyakov, Kukum Mishpat of Yisrael, and the other one is Chayk um, Yisrael, who Mishpat of the Kiyakov. In other words, Yisrael, unlike the Amim, Yisrael does eventually reach to Dvar Hashem and know the law, know the Chayk Mishpat, which is Dvar Hashem. Okay. So now, I'm going to explain to you what's going on with this Kesa Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, I forgot, wait, Kofhei, Kofav, um, at until the time of his Dover came, Yosef was locked up in jail. Until the time for his Dover came, or until the time for his Dover to come, the word of Hashem refined him. Okay, so Yosef had a sense of a Dover, but it wasn't the time yet for that Dover. He had to undergo a whole process till he's ready to live up to the Dover. So Yosef had an inkling of a future Dover. He sensed that he's supposed to be king. He had these dreams. But it wasn't the time yet. So what does that mean? That means he's not ready for it. So therefore, the word of Hashem refines him. So until the time of the Dover comes to be, 
that it means he's not ready for it yet. Something has to happen to him. So the word of Hashem, as in the fact that Yosef is supposed to be a king, which it was, he 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 conceived that, he, he perceived that before it was really time for it. But that very fact is going to refine him and make him suffer because that fact that he's supposed to be king is... Is 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 working on him to make him worthy of living up to that duffer. Okay, that's the possible in telling. But the point is that there's an ace. There's a time where Yosef's word has to, where Yosef could reach, could attain the duffer. Okay. So now going. So now I want to tell you what's the why is the mizmor payal? Which talks about Yosef coming at the time. Why is it talk about shreidish? When When should we build the shreifer? When do we celebrate the fact that Hashem speaks to us and He gives us chayk and mishpat? Why? Because the idea is that there's an ace that even though Klaus was destined for a dover like Yosef was, our destiny to to hear the dover sometimes has to it has to come to the time for that. Time has to pass. We have to attain. We have to reach the time for the dover to come true, like Yosef who had to wait till the time. That means, yes, Yosef is destined for greatness, but it has to reach the case, it has to reach the time. Now, what's the time? That means like there's a time of renewal. There's a, a new time. Rosh Chodesh is like the time of renewal. So we're saying, oh, that's why when it's the time for something to happen, that's when the Dover manifests. And more than that, according to Chazal, it's talking about Rosh Hashanah, because it says, so it's a Chag, and it's Kesa, Kesa Mitzvah So what's the Kesa and the Chag? That is Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah is the day that Yosef left jail. is Rosh Hashanah. So the Pazak in there until him is saying like this. When it's a time of renewal, when it's the Ace, when it's a new time, new time is Rosh Hashanah. Spitz, new time is Rosh Hashanah. So that's when the word of Hashem could become manifest. Because sometimes the word of Hashem needs time to lapse until you can get there. Okay. Fine, that's the point of Rosh in the Mizmar of Yosef. Now, let's, sort of, let's take this a little further. The Pazak says Yosef is waiting until the time for his word to come. Remember, the woman, the seductress, tells, tells her this youth that she's trying to tempt. She tells him he's not here. He's going to come home, Rosh right? We have time. There's another person who was away from home. Until sometime. And that is the, the husband of uh, Mr. Mr. Paidifar. How do I know he's away from home? Because the Pasuk says, um, in as the Pasuk say, right, she left his clothing there. Ad boy of Until he came home. In other words, he was not home. He was away from home, and yet there was time. Ad by Adonival Besai. She left. Is that the Pasuk? Right. Pasuk Kazai. Perkla Matas Pasuk Kazai. Vatanach Bigdo Etzlo. Ad by Adonival Besai. In other words, that's the message of the Isha that, oh, he's away. He's not coming home for a while. So we could do what we want. Ah, then she wanted to frame Yosef. So she left it there. Ad by Adonival Besai. Okay, now let's think of this. So we have this. The Isha in Mishle tells the youth, don't worry, he's, he's not going to be home for a while. He's coming back on the only next month, first of next month. And Yosef was tempted with the woman whose husband was away and had to come um, 
Ad Bay Adoyav. And Yosef, it says in Tehillim, had to wait to become king Ad Bay Devarah. So the Yosef is in a situation. So you see there's a parallel here that on the one hand, Yosef is waiting for his destiny to manifest of the Dover Hashem. On the other hand, he's in a situation where the woman's saying, like it says in Mishlei, um, we could wait, there's time till the Yemakeset. So you see how in Mishlei it talks about the Yemakeset. The woman says, don't worry, he's only coming home on Mishkedesh. And what it says in Tehillim about Yosef, that when Rishchidosh comes, that's when the Dvar Hashem manifests. So you see Yosef is experiencing those two things, because Yosef is waiting to reach the Dover, that's his destiny. At the same time that he's waiting to reach the Dover, he has to undergo the temptation of the Isha, who's saying, hey, there's time. Nothing's happening now anyways. So that nothing's happening is, look, look you're waiting for your Dover. That's in Yosef, you're waiting for your Dover. What does it say in that passage? That same waiting that Yosef has to wait till he could reach his Dover, that same waiting, he undergoes he undergoes um, Tzirov during that waiting. And the Tzirov is that the woman says to him, hey, you're waiting. My husband's away. There's time. So he has to withstand that. And that's the Tzirov that makes him roy till the Yom HaKesed Yom HaGenu when the Chayke Mishpat, when the Dvar Hashem comes to be revealed. Okay. So now... And then I'll, I'll bring it all back to our parasha soon. Um, but with that, just parenthetically, on that Pasuk in Mishlei that says the man is not home, he's far away, Rashi says that, Rashi says, it's a marshal. This Pasuk, oh, my husband's not home, he's far away. It's a marshal. It's a marshal for the temptation of Klai Yisrael who say, Hashem's not home, he went far away, meaning he left this world, he gave over this world to the uh, horrible people like we see today. So like, why should we serve Hashem? You know, <laughs> he took a break. He's on vacation. <laughs> Hashem is on vacation. Like, yeah, when Hashem comes back, it's Hashem. Hashem's come back. <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll worry about it. But now, don't worry about it. Then we want to serve him. But, you know, the world is knitting beyond Russia. Like, what's that? What are we doing here? Okay. And <laughs> some current events. But the point is that you see how that's, that, how, how that's derived from the Pasuk. Because that Pasuk, they're talking about a woman talking about her husband and we have time. Also, in the Yosef story, has another meaning of Yosef is waiting for the word of Hashem to be manifest. Until such time that the word of Hashem is manifest, Yosef is abandoned by Hashem. So that, and that's why he's waiting for the word of Hashem to become clear. So that same passage that talks about the man not being home, and it's not Rosh Chodesh yet, it's not the new time yet. And that new time is when Hashem is going to return and the word is going to return. And Yosef is going to have Ashkacha again. So that's why you can read into the Pasuk that the Pasuk is an allusion to the fact that Hashem is away. Okay. Now, what am I doing with these? What, what's my point about these Pasukim? So now, why are these Pasukim? I, I started with like this. Shem Prag- also, what? Shem's also away from He's away. He's away. He's on vacation. Yeah. Away from everyone. But the guy's story is also away. Yeah. Because the brothers, because the brothers don't have work, he's away from everyone. Because they, yeah, because they that's right. He's away from Yosef. He's away from everyone. He's Yosef. Yosef, when he comes out of jail, then Paris says, Oh, he's the Isha Shavuach Right. That's when he starts coming back. And that's what we mentioned on that pastor. Yosef said, Yeah, Paris said, There's no one like this that has the Ruach Nobody. I, the brothers. Terrence is the brothers lost in the Buu. I, Yaakov. Yaakov also lost in the Buu. Till, till, till he reunited with Yosef, he lost in the Buu. So Pari was saying, you're the only one. And that's only started when when, Pari, when Yosef came out of jail. That's the Kates, the Mikates, and that's when Hashem started to reveal himself once again. 
first to Yosef and then Tev. That's part of it because if you if you if you don't. Meaning, if you don't during the interim, right when Hashem is away, yeah. If you don't keep Chayk the Mishpat, yeah. Then, then you never get it back. Right. So there's a, so so, but the but the interim time. No. See, the thing is like this: the interim time. It's not quite Chayk Mishpat. The way it's described in Tehillim, Chayk Mishpat in Tehillim means when we could hear the Dvarim. In other words, when we have clarity, you got to do what? Exactly. You can't do right. You can't do right. You can't do right. You still have morals. You still know what's right and wrong. There's some lack of clarity. You don't know the Dav. You don't know the Chayk Mishpat. You know, I don't know what you do, know what you don't. It was a good question. Something like you know what not to do, maybe if you don't know what to do. No, that, that might be what it is. Like you, you have no sense of what you're um, building. You have no sense of what you're striving for, but you still know right from wrong. So I mean, that's, you know what's wrong, basically. You know what not to do. That might be the actually Haggadah. Okay, so therefore, what's my point? My point is like this. So here in Zion, which is the temptation of the brothers, temptation, um, sorry, temptation of the young man in Mishlei. We have these same words about the Tzorah Kesef, um, which the brothers had over here, the Tzorah Kesef in their hands. And um, and there the Pasuk says um, that the youth follows the woman, this seductress, like a, like a short tevach. And here the Pasuk says, which you mentioned last week, that this tevach, besides being a nice banquet, is also a veiled threat that maybe they're walking into his house to be shefted. So here too, the house of this Isha, the bad Isha, is um, is a place of Tevach. And they're afraid that the house of Yosef is not the place where the ace of the Dover came true. Maybe it's like Eino Eshbevesa. In other words, maybe Yosef was chaitu with Eshbevesa and went down the wrong path. And now he's a dangerous person to them. Okay? That's 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 what I want to bring from Parikzai. Now, Fine. How you might say though, this is all a misplaced, seems to be a misplaced Havamin. Because those, they're afraid that maybe Yasef is dangerous to them, right? The Pasuk says, oh, again, let's just pick one, pick one point. Pasuk says the Mishapak design that following the Isha, um, whatever she's called over there. Um, the Isha Zara. Following the Isha Zara is like a shar going to Teva. And if Yosef would have followed the Isha Zara and gone to Tevach with the Ishpetifa, then we would never, he would never have reached the Ishbadivaroi. He would never be the good king that he was destined to be. Instead, he'd be the bad guy that the brothers always thought he was. In which case, the brothers better avoid going into his house. And then, see, in this story, look, they're not afraid to walk over the threshold. I'm beautiful. Beautiful Tushat Mishnah. Very nice. But Saif Saif, this whole fear that they had, should they go into Hashanah, and that seems to be misplaced. Because ultimately, he says, because the fact is, he didn't follow Ashes by Tifa, right? He's a good guy. And he's not trying to frame it. Okay? Right? Everything seems to work out. That's that's what it was seen now, but that's not correct. As we will see now, let's let's jump in. Okay? Let's read Perek Pasuk Ches. This was mostly a continuation last week, and now I want to read Pasuk Ches inside. Okay, so they're afraid. This we spoke about last week, that Yosef wanted to induce fear. Fear is very important, but fear from Hashem. Not fear from him, because in Pasuk of Gimel, he tells him, don't be afraid. Your God gave you a treasure, a matmai. And it says in Mishle, if you seek it like silver and like a matmai, then you'll find Yeres Hashem. So the sense in that Pasuk is telling him, don't be afraid of me. Your God did something miraculous. So I'll be afraid of him. 
So Yiras Hashem is very important in this whole story, as we've been discussing. And the fear that they have in Pasuk Yudches is ultimately channeled into Yiras Hashem. Okay? But they're not, they shouldn't be afraid of him, right? At least that's what he tells them in Pasuk Pavgim, right? Don't be afraid. Everything's cool. The Maes is not true. The Maes is they actually do have good reason to be afraid to walk into this house. Because if you go a little further in the story, at the end of Pashas Mikates, they ultimately do get framed, right? They said, he's bringing us into the house. Why? To frame us. We'll finish the Pasuk inside soon. To frame us for the Kesef right? Actually, he was bringing them into the house to frame them, but not he's going to do it again. That's the mistake was he's in the first money to say that, but he's going to put back Kesef and Gavir. Everyone thinks about the Gavir, but there's also Kesef. In the end of Imperial Memdalit, he fills their sacks with it's is an interesting thing we have to when we get there. He fills their sacks with Kesef and the Gavir. And then he comes after him. He's like, why'd you take the Gavia? And say, no, no one did it. Okay, well, whoever finds the Gavia is going to be my ever train. And oh, they find the Gavia in Binyamin, right? Meanwhile, they were finding the Kesef in every sack. Somehow no one thinks of that. I don't know, I forget. There's also that whole Kesef thing. But anyways, the point is that he wasn't there. They weren't bringing brought, in, brought into the house to be framed for the Kesef Batchilo. But they were bringing brought into the house that they can be framed. And you look in Paragraph Dala Pazichas, it's about stealing mi base adinecha. They said we won't steal mi base adinecha. So it's certainly it's the bias. It's being brought into this bias, which ultimately is a source of danger for them. Okay. So there is actually what to be afraid of. So so there's something interesting going on here, right? There's this tension: is Yosef's house a dangerous place or not? They have good reason to think it might be because Yosef himself may have crossed the dangerous threshold and gone to Batifar. Oh, but yes, it didn't. So we know yes, is a good guy and he's not dangerous, but actually it turns out he is dangerous, but then actually in Igash turns out he's not dangerous. So we have to go through all these twists and turns, right? Meanwhile, let's, so let's, that's the question. Let's, I mean, that question is just notice that. I want to read, let's read Pazik Yudches inside. So they were afraid because they were being brought into the house of Yosef, and they said, Why are they bringing us here? Why did they bring us into this house? Ah, it must be it's about the money that came back. And notice that they said it came back as if it came back by itself. They, they have no idea how it got there. They're saying it just came. That's why we're being brought. So his goyle is like to roll. So it's like to take a pretext and to blame us for something. His napel is to, is to fall upon us and to take us as slaves and our donkeys. Okay, so what is this business? Why are they saying he's going to take us and our donkeys as slaves? Where do the donkeys fit in? So there are two pshatim in this pasuk, um, two different pshatim in this pasuk. One is that the donkeys are here because they're explaining. They're explaining why we're we being framed. What does he have from being framed? Why would he be doing this to us? Ah, because he set his eyes, he's, he's, he covets our, ourselves as slaves, and he wants our wealth, our donkeys. So that's where the donkeys come in, because they're just... They're justifying what to their mind is the plot. That this guy is trying to take us and our donkeys, possess us, and he wants a pretext, and that's why he's framing us. Okay. So it's not that they're worried about the donkeys. This is an explanation of why he would do it. But others say, so this is what like a Rabbah, many of us say that way, and many of us say, I would say the Rambam. The Rambam says that based on this Pasuk, he says like this. He says, famously, say some people care about their bodies more than their people. Some people care about their money more than their bodies. And the Ram says, well, most people, it's equal. And he quotes this Pasuk. 
So they cared about, they pushed they were worried about themselves. They're afraid, they're afraid that they're going to be taken as slaves and that their donkeys are going to be taken. And that's an equal problem. Now, something's going on in the Rambam because what's interesting is like this. The Rambam is talking about, it's giving in Tami Amitzis, which is parenthetical, completely parenthetical, but it's just interesting. Um, I'm talking about Tami there, okay? Tami is giving reasons for the Mitzvahs. And he's explaining what's the reason why if an animal is nearby, you kill the animal. The animal didn't do anything wrong. So Ram gives, I'll talk about that. But the Rambam says that the reason is because that way the owner of the animal will make sure this doesn't happen to his animal because he doesn't want to lose his animal. Okay? So that will, that will, that will prevent that variant from happening in the first place. And then the Ram says, because look, most people care about their animals just like they care about themselves, and he quotes this pus. Now, that's completely superfluous from Ram's point because no one wants to lose an animal. What does Ram have to say that you care about your animal like yourself? Stop, yeah, you don't want to lose your animal. But what's fascinating is that the context of the halacha that Ram's talking about is a halacha where we treat animals like humans because we always say, oh, the animal's also chayv misis best. So he seems to be saying that there is some sort of idea encapsulated in this pasuk that animals and people are sometimes equivalent, okay? Now, I don't know what this is all about. The donkeys have a major role over here in this whole, in this parak, because first of all, let's say, I'll just point out, in Pasuk of Dalid, the Pasuk makes the point that the donkeys were fed, and then in Parak Mem Dalid, the Pasuk makes the point of, in Parak Mem Dalid, Pasuk Gimel, the, when it, the morning light and the men along with the donkeys were sent off. Okay, why are the donkeys mentioned there? And, and then again, this one's not such a dig. What? Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's strange. It's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> the donkeys right. Yeah. They laughed. they laughed. They laughed. Right. What's the what's the point of mentioning the donkeys? And then in Pasuk, um, you'd gimbal in Parakman Dalit, it says they loaded up their donkeys and came back to the city. Okay, so what are the donkeys? Why are the donkeys getting so much attention? So this is a question I don't know the answer, and we'll have to get back to it, okay? But I just wanted to mention the Jupchak Ms. Pasuk. Either it's saying that they're, they're, they're explaining, what is this guy up to? The answer is he wants to... He's looking to take us and our donkeys. That's what he's interested in. And the other shot is that they're afraid for themselves, and they're also afraid for the donkeys, and that and that makes obviously makes donkeys very prominent in this parish, which there are anyways we have to understand. Okay, but we have a question. We have to, I want to analyze something like this. They're saying that he's going to take them and their, and their slaves and their donkeys, right? He's going to take them as slaves and their donkeys. Apparently, if you're stuck, if you're caught stealing, um, you're taken as a slave. Now look at Pergamum Dalit. Pasuk Tess. There they say, whoever has the Gavia will die. Tarakasha. So there they're suggesting that if you're caught stealing, you should die. And here they're saying if they're caught stealing, they would be taken as Avadim. Okay, fair question. Which one is expected? So the answer is the Kharibai Pashit. Here they're saying we're being framed because what? Obviously, he wants to gain something from us. It must be that he wants to take possession of us, because that's why he would frame us. He's not going to frame us to kill us. What does he gain from that? It must be that he, he really likes us to have strength, and he wants us to be his slaves, and he wants our donkeys to be his slaves, those donkeys. 
oh, wait, none of the donkeys are going to be slaves, but the donkeys will be, right? That's how you read this passage. Take us as slaves and our donkeys as slaves, or it's whatever, fair enough. Take us as slaves and to take our donkeys. But um, so here it's talking about the fact that we actually have the Kesef. It's true that the Kesef is there, so probably we're being framed because he wants us to be donkeys. There, when they're saying whoever has the money should die, well, that's because they don't actually think that they're being framed. They think that the money, the Gvi, is not there. That's why they're offering that to die, because they think the Gvi is not there. If the Gvi, if they thought the Gvi was there, then they would think that it was put there so that they should be taken as a vote, right? So it's very important to understand that this whole offering to die is only because they thought the Gvi is not there. Right? Also being dramatic. Well, why are they being dramatic? Because they're trying to say the Gvi is not there. Because the first time they came and they and they brought back the stuff and they they were taking slaves. Right. So now he did it again and, uh, and he layered the Gvi on top. So they're like, you know, uh, interesting. So now it's upping it. They're upping it. Right. So let's see. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So there's something very interesting going on. Okay. So look at Pasuk Test. I'm sorry, What's Yosef's response? A very strange response, and there's many from Purushim. So they said like this. They said, whoever has the Gavia will die, and the rest of us will be slaves. And Yosef says a very strange statement. He says, Yes, as you said. Now as well, or something. But then he says, so what's going on here? They offered, whoever has it will die, and the rest of us will be slaves. And he says, yes, as you said, as well, the one who has it will be evident, the rest of them will be, will be innocent. So the, all of the talk about this, how do you, he's offering them something else. How does he say, also, yes, as you say. So I would suggest, we'll have to get there more when we see there, but I think the main, it's a good sushtel. Um, For now, we'll leave it, just a, a suggestion for that pasuk. Yaitzim is telling them like this. He's like, okay, you don't mean what you're saying. You're saying you want to die because you don't think it's there. But when you thought it was there, the Kesef, what you knew was there, you understood that it, the, the stakes are actually not about death, they're about Avdus. So perhaps it's a remnant to Kedivrechem, like you said the first time. So Gam Ato Kedivrechem, this time again, we already went, we've been through this already, right? There's the Tchila, and then we have the second time. So we're doing the same thing. Don't worry, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. The stakes have not changed. Like he's, he's, he's exactly saying, not like he's right? saying, we're gonna, the stakes are the same as they were the first time. And the reason is, I'm saying, because he's telling them, just like when the money was there, you understood, well, why would he put it there? Obviously, he wants us not just to kill us. So I have to know the Gavia is there. And, and if the Gavia is there, so it's a very interesting thing. And basically, the point I'm trying to begin is the following Iker point, and we'll see why this is very important to me. Um, to say, if the Gavia is there, we'll die, doesn't, is not really true. Because if the Gavia is there, that means someone planted it there, in which case he wants you to be in heaven, no one wants you to die. So if the Gavia is there, we'll die, is only true if the Gavia is not there. But if the Gavia is actually there, then clearly something else is going on, okay? And this is very, very important. Why? Because... Because what's this whole story about at the end of Fashion's Make Gates? It's about the fact that this happened to this young man's mother, Binyamin. His mother had the same thing. She was she took the truffle from Lavan. 
And Yaakov said, I shall yimotze itai nevadecha loy. Right, let's just see the Pasuk, because it's, it's not my mind. Whoever you find your gods with will not die. And then the Pasuk says right away, because Yaakov doesn't think it's fear that Rachel should die because she stole the trophy. You only say whoever has it should die because you don't think anyone has it. So you didn't really mean it. Okay? So Yosef is telling the brothers, he's training them like this. He's saying, because this is the root of the whole story, is the end of and the root of Ye- the problem with Yosef is that his mother died, and the root of his mother dying is the end of Yitzhak, which stole the trophy. So they think Yosef, this goes back to being a Yosef, they think Yosef is a bad guy, because Baharai, his mother died. And why does mother died? Because Tati said she deserves to die. And Yosef is correcting them. He's saying, no, 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 no. The same way you only offer to die because it's your, basically your way of saying they're not there. But if they are there, you don't want to die. Because if they are there, it's clearly something else is happening that you didn't fathom. Why is it to die? Right. And as you know, one says something, right? You don't up the stakes when you, unless you really think that you're going to, you're going to win, right? Yeah, sure. Right. It's pointless for them to die. And, and as the Pasuk pointed over there, Yaakov only said it because he didn't know. And this is what Yosef is teaching them, is that Yaakov doesn't know everything. Same way you don't know everything. And that changes everything. Not everything that Yaakov said or did is Eiskehalten. The fact that he said, my mother should die, and then she died, it's only because it was ignorance. And let's maybe we should start realizing that we don't know everything and um, and um, and and act according. Okay? But, so let's talk a bit more about that. Um, this Pasuk, the Pasuk Yudches says, very interesting expression, Okay, is like to roll, so it's like a pretext to blame us for something, and Hisnapel is to fall on it. In Mishle Perkovov, Pasuk of Zayin, we have this Pasuk that says like this, the one who digs a pit will fall into it. Okay, it's very kavav pasuk of Zayin, but that's the pasuk. That's the whole thing. The one who digs a pit will end up falling in it, and the one who rolls a um, a boulder is going to come back to him. Now, without going into all the riots and everything, this is something we takes us back to the beginning of Yitzit, where my Yaakov rolled the stone, and his rolling the stone over there was because he sees Rachel and it has to do with his focus on Rachel and Elav Yashuv it comes back to haunt him because Rachel dies and he puts up an Evan on her um, as it talks about by the death of Rachel there's an Evan over there that passion for it okay and then the Kairish Shachas so Yaakov is the one who rolled the the stone and it comes back to get him and he's the one who dug something and will fill into it now Perhaps it means, but I'm going to give another shot tonight. Perhaps it means he's the only one, I think it's the only one who says that he dug his own grave. Because Yaakov said in the end of in Pashvaichi, the Kivri Asher Karisi Liberts Kenan Shalat Okay, so Yaakov has this thing that he brings things on himself, like he did with Rachel, right? He said, and boom, ended up hurting him because he never really meant it, right? So here too, 
when they're afraid, so we have this girl and it's not, but like we have in that passage, which is referring to Yaakov, to Yaakov and the way he brought things upon himself. And here Yosef is going to retrain the brothers about that. We have the same two terms. Okay. Now, so that's what he's teaching them. Okay. Fine. Now I want to, so that, that's the main points. I think actually I probably overstated how complicated it was. No, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. Good. Now I just want to get, I want to get to one, to one, one other thing. Um, what they say, they were afraid, right? The Pasuk says they were afraid because they brought him to the house of Yosef. And what they come to Yosef and they told him, look, the money came back on its own. Lo yodani. We don't know who did it, right? And remember, we spoke about the Pasuk in Kehelas, Parakei, which talks about uh, claiming that something is a mishke, a mistake, and, and uh, a struggle. Like Yaakov told him, tell them it's a mishke, tell them it's a mistake. Tell them lo yodanu. There's another lo yodanu, which is that one we just mentioned, the Yaakov that says by Rachel, lo yoda Yaakov ki Rachel genavosan. And that's what Yosef is going to teach the brothers. That you don't know everything about things you don't know. And okay, that's a very important message. What's the upshot of not knowing something? So let's look in Kahela's Parak Hey. It talks about the last Pasuk in Parak Dal talks about not having knowledge. But then Kahela's Parak Hey talks about the fact that God is in heaven and you are on earth, and therefore you should not say many words. And talks about dreams. We keep on going back to these Psukim. And there, Pasuke says, don't claim something is a mistake that's not going to work for you. And in middle, it says, don't make an adorn. Rather, what's the upshot? Pasuk fear God. So in other words, if you don't have full knowledge, the upshot is fear Hashem. That's a good maskan. Something you should not do, and that's, that's like we have in our Pasuk, Yosef is come to train them to say, you don't know everything. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made her die. Um, so what's the upshot of that? Fear Hashem, and that's by Yeru Hanash. All very good, right? What should you not do? Point to Kelas Perke because you're on the earth, God is in heaven, you don't really know anything. What? Don't make the dark. Yaakov made a ned there, which he didn't fulfill or he delayed fulfillment, and because of that, Rachel died, the measure says. So <clears throat> Basically, Yosef is saying Yaakov did, we're, we're, re, we're working out Yaakov's problems and the fact that Yaakov's Averis brought problems to the family. That's what's being worked out of here. So number one, Yaakov, Yosef is telling the brothers like this, Yaakov had a dream. Okay, this takes us back to another whole theme about knowledge and lack of knowledge, a very important theme. Ya, um, Yaakov has a dream and he wakes up and says, and he makes a net. So I'm going to make a base of the king. Makes a nether. That's a very bad idea because he couldn't didn't fulfill the nether. Why is it a bad idea? Because if you wake up and you say loyodati, means you don't know Hashem. If you don't know Hashem, don't make a nether because it means you don't know the future. If you don't know the future, you never know if you can be able to fulfill it or not. So what is a good idea? That's good. Because that's a good maskana from loyodati to fear Hashem. That's what it says in Kehelis. But don't make a nether. So Yaakov's loyodati was the right, was, was a fact. And the upshot is to have Yira. Similarly, over here, Yosef is training the brothers to know, let's respect, let's be humble about what we know, what we don't know, let's recognize our ignorant, the things we don't know, and therefore let's do Yira. And what does that mean again? So what is it, why does it matter to have things we don't know? Because sometimes we talk about things because we don't know, 
but we would we wouldn't say them if we did know. So therefore, we have to understand we don't know what we're talking about, and therefore, what we're saying doesn't mean anything. And you're going to soon say offer to kill yourselves, but you don't mean that. Don't worry. Okay, so that's what he's bringing you back to Europe. Um. Okay, so now what? So now I wanted to get back to the point I was saying before. Right, they're coming to the house. Is the house dangerous? Is the house not dangerous? Right. So ultimately, it's going to prove maybe to be dangerous, right? And look in Mishlei Perak Zion, the one we've been started with. It says over there that um, I'm sorry, Mishlei Perak Tess, with the with the Asia's Xilos attempts the youth to come into the house, and he shouldn't cross the threshold. The He doesn't realize it's a place of death, and it leads to the depths of Shalom, of the grave. So he doesn't know that the house of this Isha leads to death, leads to the grave. This business of the Sha'oil and the house of the Isha is, um, is, appears in the Yosef story because Yosef is in the bar in the house of Ashes Potiphar. So basically the woman is associated with the bar and he's here because he's framed for adultery. So the woman's house is the house where you go down to hell. The, the, the bar is like Sha'oil. Yaakov says, I'm going to go down to Sha'oil. There's three things that are lined up in, in the stories of Mika, of, of uh, by Yeshua through Mika's the end, which is the Bar, Mitzrayim, and Sha'ol. Those three things go together. And the path to that is the Isha, because you go to the Isha, you're going to end up in the Bar, which is what Yeshua ended up, right? Now, in this story, what's happening is that the brothers are entering this house, which may end up being a trap for them, and they may end up in the Bar. Right? Yosef is leading him into the bar. Remember I said before, the Pasuk in Mishle says, So I said, who's the Kairashachas? Gadolevin is Yaakov. He rolled a stone. Who's the Kairashachas? Maybe Yaakov who dug a pit, dug his own grave, as it says in Faihi. Alternatively, the Kairashachas is the brothers who dug a pit for Yosef. Right? And the reason to believe that is because in... Um, in Yemir, Yemir has a lot of parallels to Yes, We spoke about this a lot in the past. Yemir was thrown into a pit. And there the Pasuk says, Yemir says, they dug a pit. Yemir says, I can't find the Pasuk. Um, I can't find the Pasuk, maybe it's wrong Peric, but it says that Yemir said like this, the people, here it is. They're paying me, the people of his town are paying me evil instead of good because they dig a pit for me. Ah, so Yemir is in the pit, Yosef was put in the pit. And what happens when he catches up with the brothers and he told the says, Loma shilamten ra tachas toivo. So Yosef, that's the, the Asher al said to the brothers. So that, Loma shilamten ra tachas toivo, that you dug a pit for Yosef. So means now it's the brother's turn to end up in a pit. So the house that Yosef that they're going into is actually eventually at the end of Mika, it's going to end up that it is a pit for them, at least for Benel. It's the, it's the way to the pit. The way to the pit is the Isha that Yosef withstood. Had he not withstood, he'd be a bad guy. But now he's using the the negative side of his captivity, which is that he could have ended up being in the pit forever, and he's turning it back on them, and he's bringing them into his house, as the Pasuk says, so I'm saying, why does the Pasuk say, like this Lushan of going into the Isha's house, 
is like a Shor Tevach, if this house was okay. No, it's not, because Yosef is basically turning the tables against them and using what could have happened to him. He could have ended up in the pit forever, and now he's turning back on them because they're the Kerr Shachas. Okay? And the point is like this. The point is that, um, again, I was saying, we started with, I said, till it's time, till Yosef's time has come, that means till everything is going to be worked out, He's still at risk of the Isha. There's still that danger of like, look, you're leaving me with time. And time's a, a dangerous place with his, these temptations. So you deserve to, to, to suffer the fate of those people that would fall into those temptations. In other words, just like me, Yosef, who I'm still in Sakana because I'm still not united with you, you and my father. So I'm it's not Ace Boy yet. Not Ace Boy yet. Also means it's a time of temptation where the man is not home and any bad, I could do all sorts of bad things in the trying. And if I would do all sorts of bad things in time, I would end up in the pit that you guys dug for me. So I'm going to turn it back on you and I'm going to bring you into, lure you into my house. Just like I could have, I could be and could have been and still could be lured into the house of the Isha Zara and end up in the pit. And now I'm turning it back on you and you're going to walk in like a Shara Teva. And that's the Rams of Tafati. Okay? Good? Good. Yeah. Worked out. Shkoyach. I'm sure that it's really...